Uh, welcome to Cashing in the Northwest, the official podcast of Geo Woodstock 18 and the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cashers from here and all around the globe. So while you're going through your contacts to find a friend with a swimming pool, we'll be cashing in the Northwest. Well, and of course, that means it's time to bring in our mysterious marmoset. Some say he has a tow truck on speed dial. And others say he has increased the prestige of curling as a competitive sport. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Hello, hello, hello. Good to see you guys. Everybody hello, having, Governor. Everybody having a groovalicious night? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's good here to be with my friends and to have Keats along with us, uh, an extra friend tonight. It's excellent. Hey, Keats, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I love the fact that we've got 50% Canadian content for the night that the NBA title went to Canada for the first time ever. Woo! <laughs> you guys deserved it. You, you played some great basketball. Well, I personally didn't, but I think the oh. Toronto Raptors really did. So, yeah, absolutely. That's your nation's NBA team. That's the national basketball. It's the only one we got. So yeah. All of Canada was watching. That whole... The world's entire, second largest country geographically. That's right. The whole country All stopped. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yes. So we're not going to talk about the NBA the whole evening. In fact, that's probably most of what we're going to talk about, except every once in a while, I'm going to bring it up just to rub it in. But um, tonight we are going to talk about writing better logs. Now, part of the secret title to the show is Acronophobia, uh, as in the fear of acronyms. Um, and I want to talk a little bit later about acronyms and whether they enhance or detract from writing logs. Is um, an MBA an acronym? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Jim. It is. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to talk about that. And before we get into all of that, I want to throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And of course, a special thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. And if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link over on the cachingnw.com, a website. A website. Like how you do that. Thank you. You know what I like more though? No. I like glows. What is a glow you say? It's a geocaching log of the week. Whether you wrote it, whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Now, we want your logs. And you know what? You can send us an email. You can send us a field recording from your smartphone to feedback at cachingnw.com. You know what? You can always call into 253-693-TFTC mm-hmm. or use the voicemail tool. Look at all the ways we've provided right there on the website to show us how you glow. And this week's glow was contributed by Jag Pride. It's a log from a cache called Nevermore. It was logged by W0NXM, Whiskey Zero, November, X-Ray Mike. And hey, you know, DNFs can be glows too. I'm going to demonstrate. Just you watch or listen if you're driving. Because if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. The glow this week reads... Once upon a midday dreary, while I pondered, scratched up and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of geocaching lore, while I looked, nearly quitting, suddenly there came a tapping, as 
of some rain gently rapping, rapping at my vehicle's door. Tis some rain, I muttered, tapping at my vehicle's door. DNF this cash and nothing more. Deep into that rainstorm, I sat a driving, wondering and fearing, doubting, dreaming of a finding. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token of a yellow-faced smiley. So I logged a blue-faced frowny. While I drove home a-wondering, wondering if I could get help, help from a cashing Lenore, and quoteth the raven, nevermore, nevermore. That's wow. amazing. That's awesome. You know, the the log, you get an idea. He went out there, it was raining, yeah. didn't want to get the cash, right? No. Did he write that? No. He wrote a poem. Well, he or she <laughs> wrote an incredible poem that, uh, wow, I, I just sit here and, and because I don't have that gene, uh, I can appreciate it all the more. Yeah, that was beautifully written. And it was yeah. just from last month, according to, I went and looked at the, the cash. Nevermore is GC555H3. And that log entry was just from May of this year. So recent log. It's a fresh glow. There you go. It is a fresh glow. And it, it's so clever. I mean, with the, the cash called Nevermore, and then the person took the time to re rewrite the mm -hmm. Edgar Allan Poe classic poem and wait, make it sensible, right? Somebody so, else wrote it? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, it's a parody. It's no, like other a, like a weird elf song. No, no, no. It, it was a crow, not a parrot. So speaking of which, okay, segue. Did you see the post on Twitter today celebrating the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the Monty Python troops parrot sketch? Yes. No, <laughs> no I missed that. Was there Norwegian blue? It was. Keats, you saw it. I did. So yeah, it was on the on the shores of the River Thames in in London, they have a 50 foot parrot statue on its back and it's a Norwegian blue with beautiful plumage. It should have been nailed to the perch. <laughs> oh, saying. I love it. That's great. Oh, so nice. It's no crow with fries, but I think it uh, definitely ranks up there. Mm. Hey folks, if you want to get in tonight's show, you can talk about different fowl. You could talk about all sorts of things. If you want to talk about logs, get this. Use the hashtag log right there in the chat. What? I know. I'm just throwing it That's out crazy. there. It's really stretched for that one. <laughs> if you want to bring up something for the after show, we encourage you to use the hashtag FTAS. That's F-T-A-S for the after show. That's a fun time, the after show. It is. But we're in the show show now. So we'll is it going show show? Um, show show. <laughs> and uh, we've done the glow. We've done the intro. Let's talk about a little bit of news. You know, the great trail treasure hunt goes live in eight days. Hmm. There are 200 treasures to be found. And every person who locates a treasure box has a chance to win fantastic weekly prizes. And you'll be entered to win the grand prize of an incredible expedition cruise for two provided by one ocean expeditions. There you go. Are those the ships that have the word one painted on the side? Could be. I thought, I thought they only had one ship and that's how they numbered them. <laughs> uh, you know, the, 
they're putting barcodes on the naval ships overseas there. So the, when they come back to port, they can scan the Navy in. Mm. Yeah, I heard they do that in Sweden. You know, the, the first person to locate each treasure box on this uh, great trail treasure hunt will find a special coin prize inside provided by the Royal Canadian Mint. I think those are the ones they leave on your pillows in the hotel. But don't stop looking if somebody finds the first one because every box you find gives you another chance to win. And if you find five or more boxes, Keats and Land Monkey, they're going to find about 25 apiece. <laughs> FTFs there. You can be eligible to win special super user prizes. That's SU at the command line, including an amazing hiking trip for two in Newfoundland. Ooh, that now, would be an amazing prize. You have to tell me some more about this. It goes live in eight days, which is a week, according to the Beatles. Yeah. Um, but this uh, isn't necessarily geocaching, is it? Well, it is and it isn't. So um, this they ran this last year. The So the Great Trail, for folks who maybe aren't familiar with that, uh, there is a trail system that extends all the way across Canada. It's called the Great Trail from east to west, and it pops up north a little bit and makes sure that it gets into a couple of the territories. And all the way along that trail, in, in the different segments of that trail in the different provinces and territories, there's going to be a total of 200 uh, plastic ammo cans hidden, just like there were last year, it looks like. And they what they do is there's a website. Um, the If you Google the Great Trail Treasure Hunt, you will get the website. And um, and it's less than eight days now. I think I posted this new story into our show notes two or three days ago. So we were down to like five or six days until it goes live. But on that website, they're going to post um, hints. So they're going to say, okay, so here's the first 10 or so caches that we've hidden. And they post progressively um, uh, progressively more helpful hints right until the fifth, fourth or fifth hint per cache mm -hmm. is the actual coordinates. Mm. And so they, they are geocaches. They're just not on the geocaching site. And uh, so they're temporary. They're out there. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, have these containers been equally spread across uh, every province? Or I, I guess seem to recall last year they did that. Yeah, it was fairly equally spread out. And, mm -hmm. and the ones that were in BC, I know there was, they were pretty, pretty well across the province. It wasn't like they were all concentrated on... Uh, the lower mainland or anything like that there was a very you, you if you want to get five you're going to be traveling right and any remote ones from last from from last time or were, were they mostly accessible um mostly accessible but there are a few where people it took a while before people found them so i don't know what they'll do this year but i think it's cool i'm looking forward to it and you know for our listeners in uh the the u.s that are immediately adjacent to uh to Canada, so you know Washington, Idaho, um, Montana, um, and so on and so forth. Because I lose track of your states as you go east. Um, but uh, North Dakota, I, yeah, <laughs> North Dakota. There you go, uh, Maine. I I don't know if Americans are allowed to play or not. I haven't seen anything that says you can't. But you know, check the rules. You you really want it that it's Canadian only, don't you? <laughs> oh your silence speaks volumes <laughs> we try to hold on to our canadian identity as much as we can well so in the winter is it the great white trail uh sections of it absolutely yeah 
Um, so yeah, so that's, that's it. So, you know, Canadian listeners obviously are going to be really keen on this and, uh, you know, us listeners who are proximate to the border, there's something for you. And for all of our listeners, everybody around the world, we've got some big geo Woodstock 18 news that we're going to be sharing and keep listening. Cause we're going to share it later in the show. Teaser. Oh, look at you. You're just mean. Hey, you know what? <laughs> It's time to talk to somebody nice. We brought Keats along because he's a nice guy. So Keats, we want to talk about writing better logs. And in in particular, it's tough for me to talk tonight, acronophobia, the fear of acronyms. Yeah, and thanks again for having me on the show. But uh, yeah, I, I guess... I guess I don't have a fear of acronyms, but I always have a curiosity of uh, of how many acronyms there are out there. When I first started geocaching, I was exposed to TFTC, and I was like, "Is that does that stand for terrific? Like, like what, like what, what kind of world is this?" Um, but uh, I learned more and more about uh, the different acronyms, and they're they're great in the sense that, like, if you want to have a short log entry. Um, and just use fewer words, that's great. But um, you know, like, have we become too acronym heavy with our log writing? I mean, with the technical maturity of smartphone caching, is there really a need uh, to, to load up logs with acronyms any longer? Um, as a cache owner myself, I do applaud the, the geocacher that takes time to go beyond TFTC. Um, but I mean, look no further than the glows on this podcast. Uh, I, I think I think we get to see remarkable writing skills in geocaching logs. Um, and it's great that this podcast recognizes uh, the importance uh, of, of geocache, uh, of, of a good geocache log entry every week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Keats. Uh, and, and of course, as we like to remind folks, full credit for the glow goes to Dora Moore, who came up with the idea and suggested it. And we've been running with it ever since and it's just a lot of fun but you're right it is also great that we it gives us the opportunity to encourage quality log writing but at this point i'm going to interject and suggest that we're going to have a little bit of fun with all you smart folks who are watching us live in the chat and if you're watching us live in the chat and you're not smart you're invited to play as well so, oh good i get to get in <laughs> it's equal opportunity tonight fun yeah so what we're going to do we're going to we're going to play a little game here we're going to share an acronym and we want you guys in the chat to type into the chat and tell us what you think that acronym means. Like what, what is it defined as now? Some of these you're going to get right away that you've mm-hmm. heard them a million times and some of them, well, some of them you might need to scratch your head a little bit on now. This is, this is like when I saw it online where the mom typed the kid and said, what does IDKTTYL stand for? And they replied, I don't know. Talk to you later. And mom said, okay, I'll go ask your sister. (laughs) It's a lot like that. Okay, good. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So absolutely. And I think one of the other things that I'm going to give credit for some of this idea when we did the GPS adventure maze down in Texas at Geo Woodstock 17, they actually had a board up where you could, where they had the acronyms on little doors and you'd lift the door and it'd have the definition. And I have to say, there was a handful of those I had never heard about. And at least one of those that I've got in our little game here, I I took from that because I thought, I've never heard this before, but once you see what it is, you're like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. We've just, maybe we don't use it in the Northwest. Maybe some people do, and I've just never heard it. 
So I'm really curious to play this game with our listeners. And hey, if you're not watching live, if you're listening at home, play along at home. Just, you know, jot it down on a piece of paper or whatever you want to do. See how many of these you can get as well. And send us an email. Let us know how you did. That'd be fun. That would be, yeah. So, you know, if you're driving in a car, yeah, you know, it's okay. You don't have to stop and write them down. But if you're sitting in an office or doing something where you can just stop and think, yeah, I know this one, and keep score and let us know. You can send an email to feedback at cashingnw.com. We want to know how you did. Fantastic. All right. So uh, I see somebody's edited in and added a new one into the list here right off the start. So the, the first one is Glow. <laughs> Oh, wait, Gee, I wonder. <clears throat> wait, didn't we just mention that? Isn't GLOW an acronym? It is. I don't know if it's uh, it's a geocaching podcast acronym. That's oh. for sure. I don't know if I've ever heard it used out in the field, but uh, there you go. There's the first one, guys. GLOW. Let's see if you can get what that one is. And while you're working on that one, the one that I actually had typed in the first one. Um, so that was that was like 0.5. Um, number one. There we go. Kev MacD's got it. Ryan Semmel's got it. All right, you guys are getting it. Um, UPR. Does anybody know what UPR is? It's a person who lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. They're oh, an upper. They're a Uper. <laughs> Uper? Yeah. UPR. All right. Universal Protection Representative. Mm. No. Mm. Oh, IHAM's got it. He came up with that. It's hey, there you go. Unusual pile of rocks. There yes. we go. What if yep. it's an ugly pile of rocks? What oh, you followed very it? quickly by a few of the <laughs> <laughs> We have un unidentified plastic rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this could go wrong quickly, couldn't it? <laughs> or, or another one is under pile of rocks. Now, I hadn't heard that yep. before, yeah. but it, it makes sense. That works sim similar as unusual pile of rocks. So there you go. That's uh, that's another variant of that. So there we go. I'm going to hand it over to you, Chris of the Northwest. One I like to use is root, R-O-O-T. Toss that out there. I know we've talked about it before on the, uh, on the podcast. Uh, yeah, this is one, this is one that you introduced to me. I'd never heard of this one before. R-O-O-T. That looks like Iham's got it. Doramore's got it. Yeah. So when you're looking for a cache and you don't necessarily want to claim a DNF, you can claim a root. I ran out of time. Mm. I have to go to a meeting, had to go pick up somebody. I didn't have enough time to do a thorough search. I guess it was a DNF, but it wasn't that I didn't find it. I just didn't have the time to look for it. Which brings up something that's for another show, which is do you actually log a DNF if you didn't look for it properly? So yeah. we can talk about that's that a, another time. That's an excellent whole other for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, so Keith, you're up next. Over to you. GRC. GRC. GERC. Mm, GERC. GERC. It, well, it's a type of pickle, right? It's a great Royal Canadians. Yeah, Gators reading calligraphy. <laughs> get real children. <laughs> GRC. You don't have real children? You want to get real children? <laughs> That's what I was. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, there we go. We got it. You guys got it in the chat there. Awesome. Yeah. Hard rail cash. And we got a few folks, a few uh, different folks getting it in there first this time. That's awesome. 
It's uh, funny, this, this particular hide was very common along uh, one of the, well, actually along several highways in Cape Breton. Just guardrail cache after guardrail cache and uh, pullout after pullout. <laughs> I had to make sure uh, I wasn't uh, dangerously parked. Yes. Uh, Kev MacD said, great rock cache, a scruffster hide. Mm. <laughs> and for those of us who found scruffster hides, mm. yes, that is very accurate. All right, uh, Keats, got a couple more for you. Yeah, uh, WF. I know w. if there's a T in the middle what it is, but that's for a different part of the <laughs> that's, podcast. That's the World Trade Federation then. <laughs> WF. Mm. Mm. What could that be, folks? WF. Whiskey Foxtrot. Whiskey Foxtrot, yeah. Mm. Woof. Woof. Oh, it's an abbreviation for, you know, cashing with your dog. <laughs> Curious to know who's going to get this one. Dorm, yeah. Dormore wandering fruitlessly. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, the notes, it's common. Uh, in, uh, yeah. This is interesting. This is really interesting. Seeing, yeah. Um, so I, I'll give a, a tip to some of the folks. Uh, this is not uniquely Canadian, but uh, nope. GSM X2, GSM times two. You probably haven't heard this one before in Southern California. Hey, there we go. Jim uh, Stark Casher got it. Winter friendly. Winter friendly is the common uh, common uh, in Nova Scotia. It's common in um, the eastern part, central eastern part of our province here in the north. Absolutely, Prince George they use that a lot, and Kelowna they use that. Just yeah, where there's a little more winter, (laughs) a little more snow. Cool. All right, what's the next Next one? one. Uh, Next one is Q E F. Mm, Queen Elizabeth Franklin. F. No. Is that her last name? Question no, every one. faculty. <laughs> Quef. Q-E-F. Quef. Wasn't that a, an old video game? No, mm. you're thinking Q-Bert. Ah, Q-Bert. There you go. You know, he had oh, that, now they're getting a pyramid. Here it comes. It's all coming through the chat now. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Who was the first one? First one was Mr. Land Sharks was the first one to get that typed in. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, IHAM's got a Kev MACD, GSM X, or times two. I always do that, X2. It's GSM times two, Dora Moore, Alan Richards, three hams. Yeah, everybody's getting that one. So we nice. have got some quick people in the chat this evening. We do. You guys are pretty smart. Keith, do you have another one for us? All right. Yes. Uh, T-N-L-N-S-L. Oh, I used to use that one a lot when I first started caching. Mm-hmm. Tin Linsel. Yeah. Isn't that the stuff you put on your Christmas tree? Yes, exactly. But, you know, people don't use that anymore. It's just too messy, especially when you have to pull the tree out and throw it away because, you know, what else are you going to do with a tree? You're going to cut it down, you're going to let it die in your house, and then you're going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you'll have all this tin linsel that you're throwing out into yeah. the environment. Yeah. Was, wasn't he the king we sing about? Ah, good good king tin linsel. <laughs> 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 oh, we uh, got people in it. We got people who already got it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Boy, you guys are all over these ones. Now, I, I'm going to pause the game for a moment to ask, are you guys having fun with this? Is this fun for the listeners, the live listeners, and you folks at home? Hope, hope you're having fun. We're having some fun with this. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to jump down to just a tiny rabbit trail for a minute and talk okay. to you about tin linsel and Christmas trees. Yes. When I remodeled an old house that I owned here in Tacoma, I yes. found some old newspapers in the wall that was used for insulation. And there was one from January of 1950-something when they were talking about 
what to do with your old Christmas tree. And apparently in the 1950s something, it was the thing to do was to take it to the vacant lot at the corner of Pine Street and whatever, which is now the Tacoma Mall. <laughs> and the local Knights of Columbus was going to host a large bonfire. So everybody bring your Christmas tree to the bonfire. That was the thing to do with your old Christmas tree. That's Wouldn't, so... 1950s yeah. i love it i know it wouldn't fly in today's in this day and age but i just thought that was just so fun to, to read about awesome okay good news everybody's having fun good good except and for seabeck seabeck tribe. tribe don't worry about it you'll get it <laughs> everybody else slow down a little bit give seabeck tribe a chance there okay. you go so jumping back into geocaching acronyms we're going to go with b-o-c-p that's bravo oscar charlie papa buck up I had never heard of this one before. Yeah, it's a box of crazy pigeons. Oh, that that, <laughs> that, could was, be. Noise, that was a noise, noise Keats made. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard of this one either. I had to look it up. Boring old chocolate pudding? No. Ooh, something about chocolate pudding, I'm sure. B O C P. Now I'm hungry. Thanks. Box of chocolate on pudding. Canadian Pacific. Oh. I like box of chocolate pudding. I think that's what, yeah. that's what my vote's going for. Yeah. So this is Frank, just a shopping list for you. Bring out the cocoa puffs. <laughs> bring out the cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my morning instructions. Okay. Uh, Back oh, out of car bring, parking. Bring own, <laughs> GSM times two. Bring own crayon or pen. <laughs> <laughs> box of colored paper. I like that one. That's good. That's great. Uh, uh, MC3 cats. Box of colored paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good guesses. Uh, Jim, do you want to tell people what it is? Uh, according to our notes, it is the base of concrete post. Never heard that one before. I have not heard that yeah. one either. But uh, now I want cocoa puffs and chocolate pudding. <laughs> At the base <laughs> of a concrete post? Behind old car parts. We've probably <laughs> found caches like that. Black painted cover plate. I know I've found those. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. Next acronym. This is the SOOP. Soup. We That's what you have. The SOP, but this is the SOOP. Two O's. Ah. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Two O's? SOOP. And yes, I am. I, you can mix your Cocoa Puffs into your chocolate pudding. Oh. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I am has just got a new breakfast suggestion for us. <laughs> wow. The breakfast of champions. <laughs> so at the next live Caching in the Northwest event, <laughs> we need to serve... Cocoa puffs in chocolate pudding. <laughs> it's a new official treat of caching in the Northwest. Scruster says SOOP is skunk out on patrol. Hmm, okay. Yep. <laughs> that, that's a reason not to find a cache right there. Let me tell <laughs> you. Is. I guess it's a type of DNF, <laughs> but no, no, uh, that's not what it is. SOOP. And I had never heard of this one either. Um, uh, Jim, do you want to let us know? I, I think. There's an old L. Okay. No, not that one either, but, but great guess. This is another one that I've never heard of. I, I like that you guys gave me the ones that nobody's ever heard of. Um, you know, whatever. But it, it does apply to geocaching, and it is something that I have used to find a geocache. It's uh, something out of place. How many times have you been geocaching? And you go, that doesn't look quite right. Yep. Something out of place? It's not soup. No soup for you. No soup for you. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the acronyms we saw on the board down in Texas. As it, as you, Ryan's, Ryan said, must be some of them Texas acronyms. There you go. <laughs> yeah, buddy. 
Here's another one. We'll move on. This is this next one is my favorite. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. C R A P. Hmm. Well, that now, I found some caches that I, I could found. qualify as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I mentioned that there's an auto parts from Olympia that's cut rate auto parts, but mm -hmm. this is not that. C R A P. Keats, any guesses? Uh crazy radical ant party. Oh, <laughs> that does also define some geocaches yeah. I have found recently. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, no, no. I don't think so. This is another one I had <laughs> standard allowed. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's used the same answer for two different too. acronyms. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, he's got it down. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is another one I had never. So, yeah, right in the middle here of our acronyms are ones I've just never heard of. So these are. Can't these reach are apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, RF guy got it. Oh, RF guy, you got yeah. it. Highlands guy, Highlands guy. Cash retrieved as planned. Wow. Crap. Nope. I, I mean, that's the acronym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So here we go. One more. Uh, well, one more for me. A-M-I-A-T. A-M-I-A-T. Oh, hmm. that's when you're asking if you're at ground zero. Mm -hmm. Am I at? <laughs> Ground Am I at? <laughs> A M I A T. This is another that I have just no, never heard of. Never seen. Yeah. Hmm. Am I at? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Am I at? Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Um, you, uh, this this is getting cruel. Do you want to just tell people what this one is? Okay. Another micro in a tree. Now for um. Land monkey, it would be A B I A C, <laughs> another bison in a cedar, but it's the yeah. same idea. Oh, I thought I thought B was a different word. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love bisons in a cedar? Well, he was thinking banana. Yeah, oh, I'm oh. sure that's what I was. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. Well, let's move on. Another one that this one might be a little easier. Might not. It's a little longer. It's Q A E P A G. These are getting like complete words that we're making mm. here. So this one, I hadn't heard of it exactly like this before. And so here, here's a teaser for you guys. So it, the acronym you're looking for is Q-A-E-P-A-G. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, never heard of this, but the similar one to it I have heard of is P-N-G. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've heard of this acronym, but I've definitely heard the terms... There you go. Uh, yep. There you go. Landshark's got it. Nice. See, you guys are getting it. That's Ready for another one? Now, this is one I hadn't heard of. Hmm. There we go. Yeah, now everybody's getting it. Okay. <laughs> now that you're warmed up again, I know, I know we cooled <laughs> you off there. Let's try M-I-S-T, mist. Oh, winds in the east. Ooh. Mist coming in. I call this look something ocean mist. about to begin. So put me finger on what lies in store. Never mind. So anybody who is has cashed in Alberta would definitely there you go. Yep. Mr. Land Sharks got it. Micro in a spruce tree. Mist. M-I-S. Name is Alberta. She lives in Vancouver. <laughs> Islands guy. I missed the cash. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> 
there we go. And apparently Mrs. Landsharks has been actually giving all the answers to Mr. Landsharks. He's just getting all the credit. So hmm. oh, I see. You've got a researcher and a and a typist. So they it's work a, as a team. a team effort. Yeah. There you go. Good job. I don't know what that's like. So, so <laughs> guys, give yourself a score on how you did if you're here in the chat. Send us an email. How many were there? One, two, three, Thousand. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. If you want to count glow, we'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, why not? So, sure, right? so give your score out of twelve and add one because that's right. Welcome to Cashing Northwest where the points are made up and the scores don't matter. That's right. <laughs> I've heard uh, that somewhere. The scores are like land monkeys cash fines, completely made up. Hey. Oh, what? Easy. <laughs> oh, boy. They've all been found. They've just been found by Mrs. Land Monkey. <laughs> so talking about logs, you know, they don't have to be long to be good. We can use acronyms, right? Sure. Quality over quantity. Does that fit? Is it an appropriate description for a log? What makes for a quality log? I think as many acronyms as you can cram into the log field. E-I-E-I-O. Um, so Keats brought up a point earlier, and it's, you know, acronyms, I I think acronyms became very, very popular because people were caching by GPS. And it's a real pain in the butt to type in words in the GPS. So people would yeah. use acronyms, type them in. Um, and when you got home, you would just type it in and everybody started using similar acronyms. So it just became a thing. And I think that now that most people seem to cache by smartphone, the, the question is, do you really need to put as many acronyms in? And does it detract from the overall quality of a log? I guess it doesn't if you insert the acronyms in, in a sensible way. Mm -hmm. I would steer people away from just having a TFTC log. I mean, to me, that is not a quality log. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah, I mean, as a as a cash owner, I, I do appreciate a good log entry. And as as a cash finder, you know, I I also like in like I I I also like reading them in the field so that perhaps I'll be able to you know, be able to maybe gather an additional hint, uh, you know, near the, you know, where I'm, where I'm searching. Um, but there are definitely other reasons for more detailed log entries, uh, log entries that perhaps um, a little more care and attention could be put into um, just for your fellow geocachers. Uh, number one, uh, mentioning any hazards or challenges along the way to the cache. Yeah. Um, and number two, uh, reporting on the condition of the cache itself. I mean, these these things are uh, I, I try to do every time. But if I'm if I'm doing a gigantic power trail, I may I may do the copy and paste feature. Um, but I try to remember uh, that particular cache. And if I don't, then I don't sweat it too much. Uh, but I do like I try to write logs individually, and that's why it takes me forever to finish logging, you know, 50 caches. I just got back from Barkerville. I got back from Vancouver Island. It took me quite a while because I wanted to make sure I remembered each cache I found. Um, it's kind of annoying sometimes. And uh, the other thing I've, I've learned is that the sooner I write my geocaching logs online, the better, because I will remember yeah. that particular cache. Um, and I will be more enthusiastic to 
write a decent log entry because that is fresh in my mind. Um, number three, uh, info on whether a nearby homeowner or business is aware uh, of the cash you were looking for. Um, you know, like it may be on public property, uh, but any information that helps the cash seeker after you feel more comfortable searching for the geocache uh, close to that house or store uh, goes a long way in my in my opinion. I mean, there have been many times where I've been looking for caches and there's a house nearby and there's, a, you know, the curtains are open, there's someone watching TV and they might glance over and see what I'm doing. And just knowing, just reading logs and, and kind of getting a sense, okay, so this person, you know, had a friendly chat with the homeowner and they're okay with it. That puts a lot of weight off my shoulders and it takes a lot of weight off my shoulders because then I, I understand that, okay, if they look, if they know that I'm not suspicious, then that's, that's, that definitely makes me feel more comfortable and also probably has a higher success rate on finding the cash because yeah. then I'll, I'll be able to be like, yeah, okay, I will look under that rock. I will check that, that hedge uh, cedar, um, you know, like there've been many times that I've, I've been grateful for, uh, for previous log entries that, that have um, said, yeah, the homeowner is aware of it or the business owner is okay with it. So. Hey, Keats, um, Keats yeah. before, before you get to your point number four, which is, which is another great point. I want to jump over to the chat because uh, there's been some really good comments that are going in a line uh, in alignment with some of the stuff you're sharing. Mm. Um, I'm just looking back up to uh, Scruster through in here, I try to give respect through a good log to people who took time to put out a good cache. Um, GSM times two, one way to look at it, but the same effort into the log as the cache owner put into setting the cache out there. So that's great. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Dormore shared something similar. If I'm doing a power trail with a couple dozen similar finds by the same CO, uh, I will use TFTC for some of them if there was nothing new from 161 yeah. meters ago. So fair enough. Yeah. All very good points. Fair enough. And on the on the cash owner angle of things, I want to ask a question. Throw out a, a thing here. When I, I remember I, I had my first cash, and I was excited to see what people, what finders wrote in the logs. And there were times that I just got TFTC or got nothing. But then I found later, when I went back and looked at the cash page, they had gone back and edited. Maybe, oh, maybe like you said, they were they were caching with GPS, and it was just too much work. But to their credit, they took the time to go back once they got home and edit those logs and expound and make them what is good. But I never saw it. Mm -hmm. Has that is that still true? If somebody edits a cache, does the home does the cache owner get a notification? I don't think they do. No, you don't. No. Yeah, so. I mean, whenever I see a log that says TFTC more later then perhaps I will go back and, okay, and yeah. in my head, I'll remember to check it. But uh, like whenever I, I'm first to find on the cache, I will say yeah, FTF at, at you know, uh, this time, uh, I, I will report back later with more details because mm -hmm. I always think that it's for the, for the cache owner and for, you know, any other geocacher looking for this particular cache, uh, it is, it's kind of, it's kind of fun reading uh, really, you know, detailed log entries yeah. and, and, you know, coming up with a story, you know, like it's that type of geocaching that I really enjoy because we're able to kind of connect on a, on a bigger level than just TFTC or those pre-written um, smartphone, you know, uh, texts. So yeah, it was a quick find, you know, and, you know, insert, insert, you know, 
comment here kind of thing. But uh, uh, I think you're coming up with, and you don't even have to be a, a Shakespearean writer to to yeah. come up with 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 good geocache logs. Edgar Allan Poe. And um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, just just reporting on the on the conditions um, and the challenges that, that that it took you to get to the cache uh, really go a long way uh, for 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 geocachers after you. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I yeah. I can say I I had the this experience this week. Uh, a cache was hidden in my honor. I was shocked that several people told me, "Hey, you got to go get this cache." I go, "Okay, why?" Oh, look at that. Um, I wasn't able to get FTF. I wasn't in town at the time, but um, you know, just to play a game there with the cache owner, I decided when I found it, I just submitted a period and <laughs> then went back and edited the log and um i was told that a period is is a is the equivalent of a mic drop have you heard that <laughs> i have not heard that no so i went back and you know edited and made a nice entry but um yeah so it was just one of those things hey i've got a question for you that particular cache is it at all related to confectionery yes it is okay Hashtag you FATAS. already know about it? Hashtag FATAS? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've been in this game a while. And that what I'm saying is I'm old. Um, <laughs> like okay. I did not know that a period was a mic drop. I, that was, I don't that think was it is. information to me. I, I don't know. I, maybe. I don't know. So, well, what I want to know is do acronyms and buzzwords and things like that make it harder for the new players to catch up, to get up to speed, to understand what we're doing? Mm. What do you think, Jim? Sure. <laughs> okay, good. Well, uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's, it's hard to say what new people think, but I, I think. Yes, I think if you're new to a game and you see all these terms and things out there, you're already learning how the game is played and and all that. If all of a sudden you start seeing these acronyms as well, acronyms, I think, confuse a lot of people anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just from when I first started geocaching, I thought, like, what? I mean forgive the term but like what kind of cult is this like like as a muggle like i i thought okay what's what what am i getting myself into here um and what are these what do these letters mean um well, so i, I, I had to go research and find out what a muggle was too when i started yeah, precisely yeah and i had no idea i was a muggle uh until until 2010 and perhaps i was I was sitting at that bench and that geocache was frustrated me with me because I spent way too long being there. Um, you know, uh, but uh, now I'm, now I'm aware. And I, for the most part, a lot of the acronyms mentioned tonight, like I had no idea uh, existed. So I would, I would be like, Oh, okay. I, I'm just going to ignore that acronym. So <laughs> some people might even just like, like, I mean, if the acronym stood for like, there is a wasp nest nearby, <laughs> You know, probably good to write that in full, yeah. Uh, as opposed to uh, an acronym that you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to kind of decipher. So, um, folks, if you're uh, going to look for a cache in an area, you know, Keats is going to go to next. Just put that acronym, whatever that is, T I A W N N B. Just put that in the log and see if Keats figures it out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just another point that I, I thought I'd just bring up uh, is like in your geocaching log, um, geocaching logs that report environmental damage hmm. are really important. Um, I actually hit a cache myself in Stanley Park, and I thought the cache site was was fine, but uh, um, a geocacher found it and said, you know, this this area could could go one could get eroded, and uh, you know, in the next uh, few. A uh, few months with with geocachers looking for it, so I, I quickly removed it. Um, so that that other you know that 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 detail I think helps as well because I mean geocaching logs do do keep like like consistently detailed geocaching logs help keep track of the cache's condition and the environment around it, um, and I think uh, that helps kind of strengthen the game. I think um, being being more kind of conscious of like yeah like you found that that container at the base of the tree there. Um, but, you know, how how ultimately the cache hopefully is going to stay there for, for a decently long period of time. Um, and so, you know, you might be there for, for five minutes, but, you know, that cache could very well be there for a while. And, um, and the and the geocachers after you will greatly appreciate your your uh, your thoughts and your thoughtfulness into uh, putting into a you know writing a good geocaching log entry. There you go. Thanks, Keats. Mm-hmm. You're um, before I, ha- I have another point that I want to bring up. But before I do that, I want to also because it ties into the whole discussion about acronyms and, and quality logs and and barrier of entry um, that acronyms might bring around to new cachers. I had posed that question on Twitter earlier today. And uh, our good friend Limax and uh, Lil Quesadilla, and there was at least one other person, I can't remember who it is, I think it was Mudak, um, all were participating in, in an online Twitter discussion around this. Um, uh, Limax saying that he can't recall the last time he used an acronym in a log, maybe used TOT uh, just to be ambiguous about um what he actually used to remove the the log from the cache so as to not be a spoiler so i thought that was that was interesting um i know mudak i think had made a point about well you know folks really uh want to figure it out there's lots of resources on the internet for new cachers to figure it out or you know if they're at an event ask the questions and i think that's true but a lot of people are getting into the game just because they download the app on the smartphone Mm -hmm. and they go try it with just themselves or their kids and and that Getting those things defined takes a little while, but I, I do have to say to that point that Mudek made, the first time that I saw some acronyms like TOTT, had no idea. I actually did Google it because I just I had no idea what that meant. So, um, so yeah, some some interesting feedback that came on on Twitter. Really yeah. Today. Well, Iham brought up a good point that every hobby has its acronyms. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're into model trains or computers or uh, ham radio. There are acronyms in every hobby. There's acronyms in every line of work. So, um, you know, yeah, there's there's a, a bit of a barrier to entry. But with the resources we have now at our fingertips, um, it's really easy to get in and to find it. So. And I, I find that when I type in acronyms now, like especially TFTC or uh, or QEF, like I've pretty much m- like memorized my finger movements when I'm typing. So like I'll, I'll it'll just be like defaulted in my brain. So I'll I'll just 
type TFTC without even thinking about it. Like, and I, I tend to end TFTC, uh, like end with, with TFTC after I've, uh, I, I've made a, you know, like a decent log entry. Um, I think that's perfectly uh, acceptable to use it as a, like almost like a signature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just not the whole log. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that earlier. Well. I had, I had another point I was going to bring up, but I think we really covered it in, in our chat folks have totally covered it. And that's, does every cache deserve a big effort in log writing? Are there times when cut and paste is just fine? And and we've already covered that. There are, and I think that's a reasonable, you know, if as Dora Moore said earlier, if you're doing a power trail and there's mm -hmm. dozens of caches that are all identical and the next one isn't any different than the 161 meters behind you, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at a, a, a TFTC kind of situation there. Yeah. Um, totally. And as GSM times two said earlier, uh, and I think Scruffster said it as well, um, the amount of effort that the CO put into the cache is probably should be reflected in the amount of effort you put in the log. Yeah. All right. I expect, well I expect, I expect very good log entries from my Vinyl Cafe series. If anyone, uh, <laughs> you just put that out there, eh? North of the border. Yeah, I don't expect to see TFTC on those log entries. <laughs> just just put it out there. I I do read geocache logs, um, so you know it, it it definitely warms my heart whenever I hear uh, or whenever I read a geocache log entry that uh, that really you know kind of you know doesn't have to be praise. It just has to be like, hey, I stepped in a wasp nest. It was great. I had I had a beer <laughs> afterwards. You know, like. Thank you, thank you for pre-writing my log entry for all of your caches in the future, Keats. <laughs> Sounds good. I will, I'll be watching. You know, speaking of log entries, GSM Times 2 says, he said he saw a great suggestion. Start your log with, I enjoyed looking for this geocache because... Hmm. Mm, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's an open-ended yeah. um, methodology that we can use every time we start to write one. Even if you don't actually write that, even at least just think that. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I, I admit I use templates. Um, yep. And in there, you know, I, I typically say, hey, the cache, the log and container are in good shape or dry in good shape. Now, if that's not true, I'll remove that. But, you know, for the most part, that's going to be true. And that lets the cache owner know, hey, it was, I was here. Everything's fine. You're good. Um, I'm just going to throw out there's there's a few items that are popping into the chat here for uh, as GeoNavPro says hashtag FAFs uh, for a future show <laughs> um, and and a lot of them are about um, what do you do so what it was a uh, Scruster had made a comment I think about um, if a cache obviously goes against the guidelines how do you log it oh, archive um, party yeah <laughs> archive party um our uh geonapro's asked our gps signals going to get stronger soon so some really interesting questions coming up and i think we're well, i shouldn't say i think i know we actually capture the the chat from every show and then we go back through them at some mysterious time in the future and look for topics mm -hmm. for future shows mm -hmm. so um if you if you want to throw stuff out there for a future show absolutely mm -hmm. i've seen it uh here's one from kev mac d T-F-A-E-T-S-A-T-L-O. Thanks for another cache exactly the same as the last, the last one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's enough of an acronym. You toss it out there. I don't think anybody's going to figure that one out. Yeah, we've yeah. all done that. The sky uh, is the limit. There you go. All right. Well, um, I think we have exhausted our lengthy explanation of acronyms. 
And why is acronym such a long word? <sighs> yeah. yeah, I was asked earlier, and it's a good point. Is there an acronym for acronym? Yes, oh. A. a. <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be Canadian word, like acro or <laughs> this short slang. It's like a door for delish. <laughs> All right. Oh, those aren't acronyms. They're just lazy. Uh, Grum. <laughs> folks, we look forward to sharing uh, future updates on the geocaching 20th anniversary celebration, Going Ape 2020, and there's another thing going on. Uh, oh, yeah. Geo Woodstock 18. <gasps> oh, that. So, Thanks for tuning in. We hoped you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. We have more. Now, you know, we are so excited what's going to happen in 2020. But let's not forget, there's a going ape this year. Yes, there's a going ape 2019. And we're going to have JT Coffee on next week to talk about it. That's excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? You're getting ready for those summer trips. I know you are. Don't tell me you're not. And we're going to have uh, Christy of the Geo Travelers on to help you do your planning because, face it, your family vacation is really based around geocaching. You wouldn't be listening to this episode if it wasn't true. Yeah, that's true. And that'll be another great episode. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, to listen to that one live because I You'll will be traveling of a road trip. <laughs> well, let Christy help you. You know, maybe maybe you can get a little inside information before you leave. Maybe. Or or come back and we'll tell you what you did wrong. Ah, that's a much better idea. I like yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, while you're telling me what I did wrong, I want to take a moment to thank Land Sharks. Our corporate Denali level sponsor, Landsharks.ca, is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They're open six days a week except holidays, and they ship online orders every single day. We also want to thank our faithful Denali-level supporters, of course, Landsharks, JP's Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and it looks like we've got a new way to do the end of the show <laughs> so nobody's I'll, gonna pass out no one's yeah. gonna pass out anymore we have two new patrons this week oh my goodness we do look at that i, I didn't know. even scroll down there yet that's awesome and it that's it you have to scroll we have a list so long <laughs> it no longer fits on one screen i just i thought that was the end of the list and then i scrolled down and there's two that say new how exciting well why don't we get started am i starting i'm starting <laughs> Broncos fan for life. Sprouter. Camp Clan. Tick Magnet. Kev MacD. Subway Mark. Dormore. Dune Buddy. Kid Vegas 19. Gene Afros. Why no Seattle? Ackerdock. Billy Robson. Uh, Genies. Antaeus. That guy right there. Keats 94. Keats 94. Trexter <laughs> Zero. MC Three Cats. Kennel Barb. M Nerve. Wet Coaster and Greenwards. Sege Hove. Alarobic, alarobric, excuse me. Keepers of the cash flow. Highlands guy, saw you in the chat. And the Geo Travelers coming up on a couple episodes. One of our new ones, Boomer365. Awesome. And another one who I have seen in the chat for so long, and I've met him in person at Geo Woodstock, and great guy, GSM times two. Thank you very much for uh, to GSM times two, Boomer365, and all of you guys for your support. 
it really helps make this show happen and we couldn't do it without you guys. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if any of them want to reach out and get in touch with any of us, why, how should they do that? Let's all throw it out to our guest, Keats. Where can people find you? Well, they can find me on Facebook. Feel free to add me on Facebook. Uh, Keats and Morton is my last name. Um, that is my that is my legal name. Um, and uh, you can you your social find me on parents number as well and uh, your home address. Oh yeah, yeah. The <laughs> number four is is in my is in my passport and everything. <laughs> good, good. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Keats Morton. And uh, you can also kind of find me on Twitter um, at Keats Morton. And uh, what else? Where else can you find me? You can also find me on the geocaching uh, website. Um, uh, someone by the name of Keats94. Um, feel free to message me and say hi. Uh, I'm, I'm always happy to get some messages. And uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much where you can reach me. Landmonkey, how about you? Well, hey, landmonkey.ca is the blog. That's where you can find uh, all kinds of content there. And of course, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. It's right up there, at landmonkeygc. And we're also on Facebook with that. And of course, on YouTube, L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Landmonkey on YouTube. Oh, there you go. What's end, my friend? Yeah, no, uh, no real interesting content or singing involved, but... Uh, I am known to lurk under rocks and on Twitter, Facebook, and Geocaching Message Center as Witsend. Chris? Well, you can find me on Twitter at CachingNW, kind of on Facebook at CachingNW. I, I kind of like the kind of you can find me. <laughs> Instagram, I'm Caching in the Northwest, but head on over to Geo. No, head on over to CachingNW.com. You know, I'm reading it right here and I still <laughs> don't get it right. I'm reading those words. Head over to cachingnw.com slash hosts. Read our bios, find all those links that we just mentioned. And you know what? You can find us on geocaching.com too. And words are hard. Yes. Words are hard. We should use an acronym for that. So easy. I start with one. Okay. The one thing I want to say is thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget, you can be part of the show. Call into 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Write us a glow-worthy log any time of the day or night. And, of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Your support helps keep the quality shows coming. So if you like the show, click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Give us a thumbs up or even a review. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. The show's license under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And stay tuned for The After Show. You see how many numbers were in that? That made it easier to read. <laughs> <laughs> numbers is better. Yeah. The Scruffster says it's time to scoop soup. Skunk out on patrol. I think it's Scruffster on out on patrol. Mm. There you go. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Many a times I would hurl myself down Birdie Mountain and uh, I, uh, I would be beaten by the skunk on patrol. Many times with FTFs. There you go. Yep, those were the days. There you go. Well, you, you know, there are many comments that they, uh, the people like the new uh, reading of the patrons. However, Kev MacD prefers watching Land Monkey turn purple. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can do that over a beer sometime. Okay.
All right. Well, you know, I I had a teaser early in the show. It's time to to reveal some big news. Um, <laughs> dun dun dun! As this is the official podcast of Geo Woodstock eighteen, uh, we uh, are going to be the place where we're going to make an announcement that you may have heard this, you may have seen this news sneak out earlier, but if you haven't, here's the official announcement: the Geo Woodstock eighteen website goes live June twentieth. Ooh. you know that's almost here that's next thursday it'll be during our podcast oh this is so oh, exciting. Very cool. in fact it'll be before our podcast but yeah so starting thursday june 20th you can go to geowoodstock.com the same same place you always go every year but it'll now be on the 20th flipped over to geowoodstock 18 geowoodstock 17 has uh, they've finished up everything that they needed to do on their website and they have graciously said to us here you go canada have a website. So wow. all of Canada got one website. That's right. Thank you, Texas. Um, and uh, all the important information you're going to need to help plan your visit to Abbotsford, British Columbia, Canada on August 22nd of 2020 will be, will be on that website. Make sure, of course, to sign up for the newsletter to never miss when any of the updates come out uh, about the website, about the event, etc. cetera. Uh, event registration packages will be coming out later. Uh, we are working on them, uh, but those will be announced via the newsletter when they're ready. Perfect. I was just in the, I was just in the, in the land of uh, Geo Woodstock 2020 uh, uh, today, and just thought I'd remark on how what the how how awesome the geocaches are out there. They they really they're people coming from far and wide are going to really have a good time. Very cool. Wow. So there are good geocaches now. Now you've got a year to spruce yep. them up. Maybe not with actual spruce. Uh, <laughs> it could be a bison in a cedar. But, um, you know. Make I, sure, will, uh, I will tell you that there is a bison in a cedar cache in Abbotsford. That is. There is now. Well, no, there is. There, there, well, there's probably more than one. But there is one in particular that was placed for the Fraser Valley Cache Bash. And uh, it is actually a bison in a cedar that's worth finding. What? Yeah. I know, right? Nice. No archive party needed? Not for that one. Okay. There will be others. Hey, I did look at some of the acronym scores. Okay. We did. They, they ranged from crying face <laughs> to three to 42. 42. So, that's really good. Yeah, that's, that's the 13. Really good. Mm -hmm. oh. So there you go. Funny. What else have we got? Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, I am says FATAS. That, that's another acronym. Log entries written out on the paper log. Mm. Just how long has it been since you've seen other anything other than just a signature or stamp? Ah, um, every once in a while. Every yeah. once in a while, I come across them. If there's space on the logbook, I will write TFTC. And I mean... I actually remember finding a cache that was published back in 2004, went back and it was the same logbook, uh, and went back to the, to the first, to the first log entry. And there were stories in there. Like it was, it was mm -hmm. amazing seeing, uh, seeing some of the effort put into just writing even in the logbook. I, Cause mm -hmm. I guess, cause geocaching was almost this, it, it was at the time, you know, smartphones were kind of not that great. Um, so like there was, there was something kind of neat that people would like actually leave a, message in the logbook which i found kind of neat um so uh all the old geocaches seem to have a lot more 
either acronyms or stories written in the uh, in yeah. their logbook. So yeah. I remember one I found early, early on. That was part of the description. They said when you find the cash container, there's a whole box of crayons in there and a big logbook, and we want you to draw a picture and you know leave a story and and make the physical log something memorable. It was That's fun. Cool. Um, yeah, Keats, I, didn't you used to have one that was a poetry cache? Yes. I still have one on Bowen Island. Um, and I also have one in Belcare Regional Park. Uh, both are still active. And uh, the Bowen Island poetry cache, I think, is actually starting to get known by the locals on Bowen, like even those that mm. aren't even into geocaching. They just know that it's out there and um, people are finding it and putting awesome poems in them. And the the cache is in great condition. It's is mm. being looked after quite quite well, and I I'm glad that uh, people are are enjoying it. Nevermore. Oh wait, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I, I tend to find that the old caches, you know, the 2000, 2001, if they still have the original logbook, yet you find these great stories. And you know, I've been known to let's just stand here and read these for a while. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, and Very they cool. tell you about the hike of the, you know, what it took to get up here, and you know, of watching this, you know, for six months waiting for the snow to melt, and mm. <laughs> wow, that's you know, I'm just going to sign my name and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people have actually like also. I, I remember the one that I found up in Lions Bay uh, on the way to Squamish. I, I mean, the there were like some there was some good handwriting, like it, it was like you know. It was just interesting seeing seeing these people's handwriting that's been there for for ages, and um, it just seemed like back when the logbook was a little bit drier and more robust. Because this this thing that I had found it was it was on its last legs, but yeah. I was still able to kind of scroll through it. And uh, yeah, it was it was neat. It was neat seeing these, and it was like, uh, like whoever found this cache, like I was in grade four when 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 this thing got published. So <laughs> yeah. cool, you know, yeah. There's a, there's a fair bit of chat in in our chat uh, about these kinds. Um, there's one by uh, Dora Moore made a comment, and uh, actually I know the cache she's talking about. It I think it is out somewhere in Alder Grove, Langley, Abbotsford area. She said there's a cache in the area that asks the finders to draw a self portrait, and I remember it. It's a mm -hmm. decent sized ammo can, and mm -hmm. there's a sketchbook and pencils and crayons and, and pencil crayons and such inside it and it says uh and so she oh so sorry she says i looked through the book and actually recognized several of the faces so huh. that's pretty wow cool. nice i think there's a cache up in mission that that still has like a disposable camera in it or no no it's up in it's up in pemberton uh bc and yeah like back when disposable cameras were all the rage right so yeah yeah neat. i remember finding that one yeah uh, I've seen several caches where, you know, you add one word to an ongoing story. Oh, that's fun. Monologue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Um, I was just going to throw out just this past weekend, um, I had a fun situation happen with writing a little bit more in a log. We were doing the Valley Cities Geo Tour, which is a great Geo Tour, by the way. So plug and full props to the folks who worked on that one, put it out and are maintaining it. Thank you. We enjoyed our experience. A lot of them in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There is. And uh, in the the one, so you guys, uh, Jim and Chris, you've done some of the caches in that geo tour. Oh, I haven't even started one. Oh, okay. I thought you guys. Yes, I've I've done most. Uh, I did Chris some. Caching. I don't. I did some last weekend and saw your your stamp in the log there. 
Ah, okay. Well, there was one, the one in the one of the two library ones. And when we uh, we had actually bumped into Ben and Jamie uh, when we were out on the trail, lackeys, Ben and Jamie, when we were out on the trail earlier. Former lackeys. Former lackeys. Yes, fair enough. And we chatted with them for a little while and had a great chat and got caught up. And then one of the subsequent caches we went to was a library cache and their name was the last one in the log. So uh, we stamped our name and then I, I made a little note about, hey, we love these guys or something like that. And just sort of pointing an arrow up to Ben and Jamie and just thought, oh, it's kind of fun. Let's leave that. Well, we're caching along for a little while and um, I get a uh, I get a an instant message from Ben with a picture of another log that he had signed that they had found after us and had made a similar comment in that log. <laughs> and, and he said, we heard about the note you left in the other log and we made it we made one in return. And I was like, what side of her crazy? Well, it gets even crazier. So we're hanging out uh, that evening, um, had a, a, a business meeting with MC3 cats and we're hanging out with him. Well, who comes by his place while we're chatting? Then uh, Prying Pandora shows up, uh, another lackey for those who, who may not be familiar with, with that individual. Um, she was cashing with Plaid Guy and she says that, tells us the story. Oh, yeah, well, we found this note that you left in a log and uh, sent it to Ben and Jamie. <laughs> So I took a picture and sent it to Ben and Jamie. So it's like this whole thing comes full circle. And and I think this goes back to the whole thing about, you know, having fun with your logs. And and the question that had come up earlier about has anybody, you know, seen anything other than a signature and stamp and, and the fun of just maybe writing something. Who knows, right? Who knows what'll happen? Just write a little comment in a log. You'll make somebody else's day. Well, yeah. there you go. Something like that, right? You just never know what you're gonna find. That's awesome. <laughs> So there you go. That's my story. It was a very long story. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what what is BAK? BAK, another acronym. Hmm. Ooh. I'm not familiar with that one. Back of kangaroo or nope. Um it's back. Back. Black is uh, night. But it's, you know, the medieval a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. Uh, to... All right. GSM times two. You got us. You, you stumped us. What is, oh, back at keyboard. Back at keyboard. Oh, ah, yeah. the opposite of AFK. Got yeah. it. All right. There you go. So we were trying to think geocaching related. Yeah. Sneaky. You got us. Um, well, I guess you could use back and by, by, I guess, like, you know, like you might be, like, you might log it in the field and be like, okay, I'm back at the keyboard and I'm going to, no, write more detailed log entry. Or, or you could do BAC and you could write it if you had DNF'd previously and you've come back. Ah, yes. I am back. I'll be back. Yeah. I am back. <laughs> B-A-C-H. All right. So um, hashtag Fatas confectionery. We want, we want to know about this cache. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I was, I was very touched that, uh, MC three cats had a cash in my honor right here in my hometown. I'm like, well, how very nice. Unfortunately, I was not in my hometown at the time. And, uh, he texted me, he says, go get it. I said, go get what? 
And uh, soon after, I ham called. Where are you? You gonna go get it? Uh, I can't right now. So somebody else made the FTF, but I'm gonna claim FTF anyway <laughs> because my name is in the title. But um, very nice cash. Um, <laughs> and again, just to just to prod a little bit, and knowing that you don't see the edits of the log, so I just sent the the period, which I found out was a microphone drop. Um, and then uh, went back and, and wrote a whole story so as I was searching the security guard came up I, I got there just after closing and he comes up to me he goes are you looking for those emoji things <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he meant Pokemon ah, uh, no actually I'm, I'm looking for a geocache oh okay well, well stay out of the flower beds they just, they just work those okay I said, the one spot I wanted to look is right over here. So I just, I'm going to reach it. Nope, that's not it. He goes, yeah, there was, a, there's another woman here looking for something like that. So I got into, um, what is a geocache, you know, that they're hidden all around. And I showed him the map. I said, look how many are right here in downtown Tacoma. He goes, so wow, is he right? in the chat right now? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he could be, his name is Marty. Hey, Marty. Uh, and you know, so. He he left me to search, and sure enough, almost as soon as he walked away, I found it. Of course. And, you know, took took some time to get the log out, and I did it, and I put it back, and I was like, you know, he's the security guard. He should know where this is and what it looks like. That's true. Good point. So I walked back up to him, and I said, hey, come here, Marty. I want to show this to you. So it's hidden under here, and this is what it is. Oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> So how do how do people know you found it and what cash do you get to keep? Ah, yeah. Uh, well, classic that's a question. Like yeah. So again, we we had some more discussion. He's like, oh, oh. I said you're going to have a lot of people come by and look for this. Yep. Oh, okay. Now I know about. It. Okay. So when I left, he was he was quite happy. Nicely done. Good job. So so in your found it log, did you say? Uh, that the security guard knows about it? Yes. Sweet. And I said, you know, say hi to Marty. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I have to go look at it now. What did I say? Um, yeah. So as I was honing in on the GC, the security guard, Marty, introduced himself. To ask that I was looking for that emoji thing and wanted me to stay out of the newly freshened flower beds. We began talking what geocache was, and it'd be a great place to hide. And sure enough, there it was. So he knew that the manager knew about it. Um, so. Cool. I, I, now, it's hidden at the Almond Roca factory, or the Almond Roca store. They, they also make it there. I said, since this cache has my name on it, I demand that each finder pay me with a piece of Almond Roca. <laughs> However, I do not like melted Almond Roca, so you better eat it before it melts. Nice. nice. And then I added it uh, TLDR. Stay out of the flower beds and say hi to Mar Marty. <laughs> nice. Well done. Nice. And for those who are listening to the podcast, the GC code for that one is GC898 Mike Romeo. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm looking at Frisbeer's log of today. He, he didn't have the same kind of experience. My experience was so different than the other finds. I showed up at 1 p.m. 
after parking in the large event lot at the bottom of the hill, after just two minutes, a woman came up to me and asked if I was reading the meters. Told her, no, I'm looking for a geocache, which I had to explain in detail. Another woman who worked in the shop didn't have a clue as to what I was doing. Their boss was called and he came down and wondering what I was doing for uh, searching for something on their private property. So there were three people without a clue and the facilities manager was called down because of this situation. Oh no. Jeez, what the heck is going on here? I explained what I was doing. Unfortunately, they had, I had found the nano uh, at the location. The, facilities manager was more knowledgeable and tied the loose strings together and gave the cash the thumbs up. So he mentioned it, that the security guard was already up to speed. After all that, I decided to stop in the store and buy a package of this great candy. I told the women there will be a couple hundred cashers like me to come visit the shop this year and not to be concerned. I told them it would be good for business. The prices are very reasonable and don't miss an opportunity to pick up some almond roca after your visit. Excellent. Well, we'll have to put that on our list for the next time we come to visit. (laughs) <laughs> it uh it yeah it was it was fun all right well it's uh my goodness it's 17 minutes after 10 we should probably wrap it up eh? i think we should folks thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate the great logs that you write we want to hear more about them and until next week get out and get caching in the northwest bye